Good Saturday morning, everyone. You, this is your favorite soccer show on Saturday mornings. Pitches and Pints, only on BetterThanVegas.com, BetterThan.Vegas, at BTVBets on Twitter. I'm one of your co-hosts, Beho, who normally sits and lets Leo bring us in on this, but Leo is still mourning the loss from yesterday. Yes, we're recording this early because it's Kentucky Derby weekend and Brian and Blackjack have way too much shit going on Saturday to do this live. So here we are on Thursday. Leo, the floor is yours. Uh, It is a sad, sad time to be a Manchester City fan. Uh, For those of you that are living under a rock, Manchester City were playing Real Madrid in the semifinal. We're up 4-3. I told everybody, don't don't get excited yet. We still have to go to the Bernabeu. It's going to be a tough matchup. Real Madrid have had a horseshoe up their ass this year. Okay, I, I, I got I to stop you for just a second. It's not what your immediate reaction was after the first game. You kind of acted to me like you were going to cruise through at the Bernabeu. And I, I, was, I was happy. I the brakes a little bit. I was I was happy with the result. I was happy with the win. However, I I told everybody we're not at the final yet. You could watch last week's episode of Pitches and Pints. Like I was I was more reserved, and I said I expect us to get through. I expect us to do the damn job, but this is not over yet. And it's really unfortunate that I felt that way because I you can attest to this. I have not allowed myself to get happy about anything that's happened in Champions League so far this year, leading up You're to right. yesterday. I have not been happy. I said this is the only trophy. I will not be happy until we lift that freaking trophy. Because I've seen this all before. And what does Manchester City do? They go into the Bernabeu for the first 70 minutes of that game. They had a perfect game plan. Perfect. They held the ball. They were solid defensively. Laporte was excellent. Ruben Diaz struggled in the first 10 minutes. Got it together. Had a great 60-minute span there. Manchester City looked good to advance, not to win the game. And then next thing you know, you get a ball that's whipped in by Bernardo Silva, who, again, I will say this time and time again, is one of the best midfielders in the world. I freaking love that kid. I love his heart. I love his effort. Whips one in. A beautiful dummy by Gabriel. Just lets the ball go right through his legs. It falls to Mares. Mares takes it on his left, buries it. It's 5-3. We're up two goals. Real Madrid do not have a shot on goal at this point. At that point, I allowed myself to get excited. And at that point, I really thought we were going through. In, in fact, um, while, while, you're, while you're going through that, you always get on me when, when I'm running the social media highlights um, about mushing your teams because I do do yes. that on purpose. I will, I will always put them through before – um, they're actually through just to try to rile you up. And I yes. usually get some sort of message saying, um, you know, you're, you know, I see what you're doing and so forth. Um, 17 hours ago, um, while I was not running the social media yesterday, yes. someone, <clears throat> Leo, uh, tweets out a highlight of the Mares goal and says, uh, Mares for City, exclamation point. It looks like it'll be an all-English Champions League final for the second year in a row. Yes. You mushed your own team. 
I mushed the ever-loving shit out of them uh, because at that moment, <laughs> I did believe it was going to happen. I was unbelievably happy. Uh, in all seriousness, it was the first time I got excited. And because, you know, like with everything that's been going on with Liverpool, I'm sick of hearing about this quadruple bullshit. Uh, and I was thinking to myself, man, I'm going to enjoy the fact that we are going to personally ensure that they do not win more than two trophies this year. I was extremely excited about that prospect. Um, and even throughout that next 15 minute span after we scored in the 73rd minute, Manchester City continued to dominate the game. You hear the away fans, City fans, they're all yelling, ole, ole, ole. Because Real Madrid couldn't come close to the ball for literally six minutes. From 81st minute to the 87th minute, Real Madrid did not touch the ball. Then you have a moment of brilliance from Jack Grealish, which hasn't happened all year. Unbelievable move to get past three defenders, tucks it past Courtois, and they clear the ball off the line on one of the most ridiculous saves I've seen all freaking year. And credit to Peter Drury for calling it out and saying, Oh, that's the type of stuff you see, and then the game starts to turn. And that's exactly what happened. Because just moments later, in the 90th minute, Karim Benzema times his run beautifully. Jao Concelo starts to cheat a little bit because he starts worrying about Vinicius and his speed on the outside. But it turns out it's Benzema. Benzema makes a ridiculous pass with his off foot, by the way. That has not gotten nearly enough credit. And next thing you know, somebody just comes in. And I don't know where Ederson was going. I don't know if he got confused. He looked like Zach Steffen out there, but he's just running out for fun. He had no chance going to get that freaking ball. But he says, fuck it, I'm going to go try. And he fails, and it's 1-1. At that point, I it was right before they announced how much stoppage time was left, and I think I even tweeted out from my personal account, oh, fuck. And then I see six minutes, and I tweet out, oh, this is going to be a long six minutes. It sounds like it's the six longest minutes of your life. Literally the six longest minutes of my life because as a City fan, you get that sinking feeling in your heart and saying, oh, no, here it comes. And it came. It did not take six minutes. I'd compare that to, uh, you know, being a Bengals fan. And, you know, that's kind of how we've always been. Like, even when we're doing well, like, and I'm not saying competing for Super Bowls like last year, but even when we sucked, when we were in contention to beat a good team and they started coming back, it was like – I know how this story is going to end, just like the Super Bowl this year. It's like I couldn't let myself get excited because I was so worried about the past. Yep. It was uh, it was something. So I literally say, oh, shit, you know, stop the party. It's not over. We just, we just need to hold on. I mean, that was Real Madrid's first shot on goal. That was their only shot on goal at that time. And you're still up. You're still, still up. up. A, a goal. Like, you know, a goal only sends you to extra time. Yep. Which, obviously, you don't want to do, but, you know. Yeah, that's fine. And then, you know, literally 90 seconds later, Marco Asensio takes a ball, whips in the perfect ball. Rodrigo, who has not scored a header all season, by the way. That that has not been talked about. He has not scored a header all season. Connects on the perfect header. That's the game two one. I still I'm having trouble talking about this. I mean, at that moment he scored that goal. I screamed like I haven't screamed before. No! Literally. Did, did you did you scratch word. a water bottle and throw it as your girlfriend hates? No, I wasn't even angry. I was I was heartbroken. I was devastated. 
Uh, I was yelled at. I was reprimanded for yelling too loud, despite the fact it was one word. Um, I was I was just emotionally devastated. We were having company over too, and her aunt comes over, and I love her aunt. She's one. She's fantastic. She walks in, and we usually have this thing where we have this big big hug, and you know it's embrace each other. There was no, no have time hug. for hugs. This is Champions League semifinals. There was no hugs. She barely got a hello. If I didn't love her dearly, she was not getting a hello. Um, I was absolutely devastated. I mean, I, I literally had tears in my eyes at that point. I, I was devastated. I knew what was coming. We go to extra time. And frankly, we shouldn't even got to extra time because Real Madrid had two other chances to finish the fucking thing. Um, we, yeah. So, I mean, we go to extra time. And two minutes into extra time, the guy that's the captain, Ruben Diaz, just decides to slide in for fun. And uh, give Real Madrid the penalty, and God knows Benzema wasn't missing it. And and it it had to be a legit penalty. I honestly, I didn't see it. Uh, Obviously, I've got some other things going on with my son and all that. But uh, we, uh, I noticed you didn't complain about the penalty, so I assume it was legitimate penalty. Clear penalty, clear clear as day. Like there was no debate about it. Benzema touches it away. Originally, I thought it wasn't. You watch on replay one specific angle. You can see Benzema flicks the ball. So away you're like the- you're like most soccer fans when it ha- when it's your team that that does the act that draws the penalty. Uh, your immediate reaction is that's not a penalty, and then I, they no. then they show it on slow mo, and you're like, ah, yeah, it is. <laughs> no, from the angle that it had, from the angle that we had, it looked like Diaz had kicked the ball, and I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is this guy talking about? Well, that's but what I'm saying. But like, we all do it. I mean, we all do yeah. it every time. I'm like, that's not a penalty. It's bullshit. And then they show the replay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Benzema steps up, buries it. No surprise. Bernabeu went nuts. Uh, yeah, no, it was. And at that point, credit to Pep Guardiola and his absolute fucking brilliance. Uh, doesn't doesn't want to worry about the potential of Real Madrid going to extra time. He pulled off all of our attacking players. Uh, so at that point, we're stuck with Raheem Sterling and Jack Grealish trying to make something happen. And credit to Jack Grealish because he tried his damnedest. Uh, Raheem Sterling did his best to dive Raheem as try close to as possible to the ball. How box. many times did he try to draw a penalty? Raheem? Yeah. Um, he dove three times, none of which were in the box, but he dove three times. <laughs> okay. Credit to Raheem. He was going down. I was I was I was very happy with Raheem's effort to go down. Had I been watching that match the whole time, I'd been like, well, I know how this is gonna end. It's gonna be Raheem taking a dive in the box, and then it's gonna go to penalties. Here's the fun thing though. I was hoping that we weren't gonna get a penalty because we didn't have a penalty kicker on the field. Nobody Raheem, baby. Okay, you want Raheem taking the kick? Was De Bruyne not on the field? Nope. We took everybody. All of our hold on, let me pull this up here. All of our attacking options had been taken off the field by Pep Guardiola. So when we went down, we had nobody left to actually, you know, try score well, a goal. Hey, maybe have you ever thought about this? Maybe Pep was doing that because he realized you all were done and wanted to save their legs for the Premier League that you all are gonna choke away. One moment, we'll get to that. Um <laughs> Kyle Walker came off the field because he was injured. He played a hell of a game. Fine with him. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne got taken off for Gundogan. Uh, Gabriel Jesus gets taken off for Grealish. Riyad Mahrez got taken off for Fernandinho. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, those were our three our three main goal scorers. How did Gundogan take penalties? He takes them. He doesn't make them very often, but he'll, he'll take it. Um, no, this was just, uh, you know, 
This was this was I sat there and thought about it last night when I had a little bit more of a clear head while I watched the Bruins get their get their shit pushed in. Um I was ranking the worst losses I've ever had in like the most like emotionally devastating losses. Yeah, you were struggling bad with it. I was I was there was genuine heartbreak yesterday. Like this had nothing to do with money. I didn't have money on this game. I was content just watching my team go through. Um, I was devastated by the result yesterday. This one ranks in the top three. Number one for me was game seven Celtics Lakers in the finals when we blew the fourth quarter lead. Um, I believe it was 2012, 2012 or 2013. We blew that in game seven in LA. Ron Artest at the big three. That was the saddest I've ever been after a lot of world peace. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, number two was Greece, Costa Rica. I was emotionally devastated, but I was also okay with the way that our team played. This one just – this one wiped me. Wiped me. This was worse than the Champions League final last year. So, I, I will say, I, I just – I've never been that crushed in a, in a soccer loss, probably because when it comes to Champions League, um, there's very few times I thought Chelsea was – the best team in it. Um, the years we won it, I don't think we were the best team in it. Uh, we may have played the best in it, but not like we weren't the favorites ever. So it, it, like, even when we lost to Real in, in the, in the quarterfinals, like I wasn't really devastated about it. I was a little irritated because I think we kind of got the fucking shaft on that Alonzo goal. Um, whatever uh, that happens. I've, I've had moments of excitement. I, I mean, obviously, uh, the Leitner shot against Kentucky when I was uh, 11 years old. That was horrific. I was devastated about that. Um, the Bengal Super Bowl this past year. I mean, you saw it took me three days to even be able to talk. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't mad. I wasn't really upset. I was just dead inside, if, if that makes sense. Yep. And we let this stuff get to us like that. I mean, like this is this is our past sports are our passion. I mean, I hate it. Um, you know, you brought up something earlier on the on the Mares goal that made me think. I, I don't know that there's been um times where I get more excited during a soccer match than like a Champions League when you get that winning goal, like you know that's it, that's the end of the leg or whatever. Yeah. Um or the end of the tie. Like, for instance, for me, one that will always stand out is the Fernando Torres against Barcelona. It's like after how bad of a year he had and we were playing down a man when Terry got sent off and, you know, we're battling and we get that just wild goal where he's just running free on goal and he finally tucked one away when he had every chance to blow that. And when he tucked that ball away, Leo – I let out the most primal scream you have ever heard from a human being. Like it was just all of the bad juju was gone. Um, <laughs> and then I'm trying to think of another time that I, I, I teared up that I'd say I, I probably got, I, I feel like I teared up when he scored that goal. Like I, I feel like I was more excited about that goal than I was in the finals when Drogba hit the one at the at the death to to tie the game. 
Yeah, I think my favorite my favorite goal ever scored was actually in the one that we lost. It was Greece Costa Rica. I when Papa Sathopoulos scored in the 94th minute. It was yeah. literally like the last kick of the game in the World Cup. Round oh, 16. there you go. The the Donovan goal for me. That was another one I teared up against on. Algeria. I mean, that was uh, that was awesome. I can still watch replays of that and get fucking chills and tear up, man. Like it was yeah. one of the most awesome moments. Sports Dude, is so like awesome sometimes. Game. Sports can be so awesome and can suck so bad. I mean, I'm sitting here as a Reds fan, right in the middle of like a historically bad run of baseball. Um, Three, three and, and twenty-one. Three and twenty-one. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's they're, right. You guys lost eighteen to four. Yeah. Well, so, so what's hilarious about that? I, I know we're sidetracked a little bit on the soccer, but just bear with us here. We're trying to help Leo through this. Um, I went to bed. Like I, you know, I've been betting the double results against the Reds. So I had the Brewers. I was talking to Kyle because we were laughing at how well our picks did on the quick hitter yesterday, and. Uh, I told him, I was like, don't fuck this up because it was 7-2 at the time or 7-3, and the Reds had a couple one in the seventh or sixth. And I'm like, man, I was like, there's still a lot of game left. Let's get through a couple innings. And then it, it became 9-3, nine, nine, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. I'm going to sleep now. Um, I hadn't slept well. I, I was like, I need to go to bed. So I went to bed. I woke up this morning and saw that it was 18-4, to four, and I'm like, what in the hell is happening here? Like, they're so bad. So bad. You guys are but, the worst baseball team in the history of all baseball. Yeah. And, I mean, and I mean, credit to me. I told you all this was going to happen before the season started. That's true. I like, think the highlight all of these my win morning, totals had us pegged, like, right in the low 70s. And I'm like, I don't see a way this team can win 50 games. You know what their pace is right now? Honest to God, I did the math. 22, right? Nope. 20 and 142. Is their pace right now? Do you know what kind of historic run they'd have to go on to get to 40 wins this season? Think about that. <laughs> they would have to win like 18 in a row at some point. Unbelievable, dude. I, so it's, bad. it's it's bad. It's bad. Um, uh, you know what else back. is bad? Uh Chelsea's effort against Everton this past week. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. I'm not done with the Champions League. I'm very sorry. I'm going to be All right, by the way, I, I do want to say this. Shout out, Mr. Benfica, for filling in for me last week. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, our viewers may not know, my son had to have a little surgery, and I was trying to nurse him back through it, and I'm dealing with the kidney stone myself, which I was just on the phone with the doctor. That's who I was motherfucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, because it's like, hey, I got a kidney stone. They're like, yeah, we can get you in in like six months. I'm like, six months, bitch, I'm dying over here. <laughs> when we came on. Like, okay, how about Tuesday? Go, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm like, it's like, how about Tuesday? I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's better than six months from now, you clown. <laughs> but that's the problem. That's And that's the problem with urologist offices is because 99% of their clients are like old men who just can't pee right. You know, like they got stream issues and shit. And God bless, I'll be old one day and have the same thing. But it's like they can wait a couple weeks on that shit. Like yeah. when you got a kidney stone, there ain't no waiting, man. Like I need some meds because I am crying on the floor. And it and it didn't help. I played golf with my dad last night, and like I was saying, I was hurting afterwards. And mom, I was talking to my mom about some other stuff, and she's like, "Ooh, was golf making your kidney? Is it 
bothering it. I'm like, it's not the golf that's bothering it. It's riding around in a golf cart going <laughs> like you're on yeah. a roller coaster for two hours. Yeah, that's no fun. That so, anyways. All right, so Champions League. What else you got? Um, no, just want to go over the results of Pep Guardiola since he took over Manchester City uh, in the Champions League, and just you know, uh, I have been on the fire Pep train all year. And this is just going to go to it. There's no coming back from this, guys. 2016-2017 uh, season, uh, you may all remember, we get eliminated in the round of 16, which is completely unacceptable. We lose to the Monaco team that it was 6-6 on aggregate. It was the first time Mbappe really introduced himself to the world. We end up losing there. 2017-2018, you have Liverpool, who dismantled us 5-1. 2018-2019, you have Tottenham that come into Manchester City and kicked our ass in a horrible, horrible game. <clears throat> it was shameful. Uh, That's that unacceptable. That was that was because that was not a great Tottenham team. That really was not like they they were another one of those teams that just had a horseshoe up their ass. Um, the year after that was Lyon because that was the COVID year, so we lose to Lyon which is completely unacceptable in the quarterfinals. We got our asses handed to us that game. It was shameful. Uh, then that brings us to last year, right? Yeah, yeah. that brings us to last year. Uh, we all remember what happened. There is a full live stream that you guys can still watch somewhere on the internet. That was heartbreaking. I was also in tears. And now this. Um, I don't know how Manchester City come back from this. I think that the Pep Guardiola experience needs to be over. Uh, this is it. This is it for me. There, there's no more. There's no coming back from this. There's no left back on this team. The the right back. I mean, like we have Jao Cancelo playing as a left back, and he's been phenomenal. He's been one of our best players, but like he's not a left back. You have Zinchenko in as a left back. I know we had the situation with Mendy. Right back is in fucking shambles if Kyle Walker goes down, who's getting older, by the way. Um, I don't oh, even yeah. care if you bring in Holland. I don't care. Guardiola so needs to go. I, I'll say this, and I, I think this is fair, Leo, and, I, and not just me talking shit, but, like, it always seems like City ha has a really nice squad, but it's just parts that don't fit together. Like, there's no real – I don't even know how to say it. Like, the team just seems like a bunch of really good parts, but they don't fit together. Um, you know, they're winning the league, obviously, because I think they can get away with that. Because I think when when you look at their like starting 11, they're as good as anybody in the world. But once you start getting into the subs and the guys that have to fill in from time to time, you start just getting pieces that don't mesh with the rest of the group. And, and it causes issues that way. I mean, we've seen it before in other sports. I mean, like, for instance, the Yankees catch hell all the time for having a bunch of power hitters. But when it comes down to actually effectively playing baseball, that's where they've been getting in trouble. Um, what, I mean, do you think I that's fair? Point right here. I have said this. I've said this for years now, since we got rid of him. When Manchester City were at their peak, it was because of two players. It was because of Raheem Sterling and Leroy Sané, because those two on the wing, you may not like Raheem Sterling, I hate, 
Dude works his ass off. He runs his ass off, especially defending. He has no problem chasing down the ball. He's good defensively. Like, he will put in the work. He will miss from six inches out and blow your fucking mind when he does it. But the kid will work his ass off. And Leroy Sané was another player that continued to push on the wing. He could do things. They were extremely fast. And it didn't matter who was in the middle because those two players could create something. And they they would force the defense to put two people on them. And then the overlap just became an immediate advantage for Manchester City, even when it was two on two, because of how good those two players were. Now... You don't have the same system. You have Mares, you have Grealish, you have Gabriel. You have all these different players playing on the wings, and it's just those are the two key positions in Pep's system. That's why they were so good in Barcelona because they had uh, David Villa, they had Messi, they had uh, Lexi Sanchez. They had guys that were willing to put in the work. We don't have guys that are willing to put in the work. This is what I continue to say. Getting rid of Leroy Sané was the downfall of Pep Guardiola. And that's it. And I'm going to be honest. For me – for me, what you're saying, I mean, that's on Pep. Like, if if Pep is, needs that's something, that's what I've been saying for two yeah. fucking years. So, so I, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. Like this, with you. you tell me I'm on how team does fire Manchester Pep. City rebound? How do they? Let rebound me ask now? you this. Let me ask you this. Um, the Premier League race is still tight. Um, obviously, you've got uh, a slim lead over Liverpool. If it meant 100% for sure that you'd have a new manager next year, would you care if your team choked away the Premier League title? No, good riddance. I don't care about the Premier League title right now. I just want to make sure Liverpool doesn't win their fucking quadruple because I hate their fans. Their fans are fucking annoying. Yeah, you're going to be um, drinking a lot when they win a couple more. Um, I mean, listen. I, you know, I, and, 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 I, and I get that, man, and that's why – like. This Chelsea team again, like I'm going to go back to you know a couple guys we got rid of at the time were De Bruyne and uh, Salah. You know they were both Chelsea guys. They're both absolute superstars. At the time though, Chelsea wasn't ready to build a team around them. They still had other players they were building a team around. Right or wrong, it, it doesn't matter. They didn't fit the system, you know. So we 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 got rid of them for top dollar. The one thing I do feel that this Chelsea squad has is they're not the most talented. They're going to lose games that that blow your mind, like the Everton game. But I feel like as a whole, in a big game situation, for instance, in cup uh, matches, like we're always there. We're we're not an easy out. Like you can be more talented than us, like City last year in the Champions League final, but like our group is going to play together. And I like it. You know, I just wish we had a little bit better talent to go along with it. Yeah, I mean, we just – you can have all the talent in the world. You can have this specific system. I've said it from the start. You need to get rid of Pep Guardiola. You need to bring in Mikel Arteta. We've seen what Arteta can do with that shitbag arsenal. Uh, people were giving him a ton of shit at the start of his tenure. He's proven that he's a quality manager. Get rid of Pep. That's it. That's it, dude. There's no coming back for this team. It doesn't matter if they win the Premier League. I've seen it enough. And it's not like it, I won't enjoy it until Liverpool fans to suck one because I will. But after that, this was the trophy. This is the one trophy I care about now. And I feel like when I was telling people about this, trying to explain how I was feeling, imagine being the Patriots, right, and having the best team and the best coach and the best players and making the um, making the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl – Every single fucking year and never winning. 
The only one that can really understand how I feel is Blackjack because the Bills. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The yeah, no, I, I get it, man. And uh, well, I mean, I and as a Kentucky basketball fan, I feel it too because I mean, I feel like most years. I think it's fair to say that Kentucky is one of the favorites to win the tournament when they go into it. And I mean, the tournament's a hard thing to win. Champions league is not easy to win. That's why only one team does it every year. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. So. Uh, you want to get some picks on this weekend? Yeah, sure. What's the first game? Huh? What's the first game? I don't fucking. I don't know. Here, I'll do it. I'll, I'll just host the whole I'll show. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, no, got, I got it. it. I got it. I got it, buddy. I'll, uh, look, I, no, I, I got it. this. Here, first game, Brentford, Southampton. Who cares? You know what? what? <laughs> it's really funny because I was thinking yesterday. And, uh, you know, again, God, I love our viewers so much. You guys are loyal as shit. You continue to watch us bark about nonsense every Saturday. Um, we're at the point in the season where – None of this shit matters. Like, this is like number six on my radar of stuff to worry about this weekend. Like, Chelsea's playing Wolves. I don't give two shits about it. But I mean, listen, let's just go over the games that actually matter. Matter in either top four or relegation. Burnley, Aston Villa. I keep telling you guys, Burnley's going to find a way. Burnley have found a way. They're up there. They're plus 200. I'm taking the draw on this one, though. I don't see. I think Aston Villa is the better team. I'm taking a draw. Get it plus 240. Well, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take Burnley here. Um, I'm gonna take Burnley for one reason, Leo, and it's something you just said. Like this game doesn't really matter for Aston Villa. They're in. They're kind of locked into where they're at. They can't get into Europe. So how much are they gonna care about it? Burnley's still fighting to stay up. Um, they're gonna give it their all. You know, and teams like that. And, and I don't mean like teams like Everton who have just shit the bed down to the relegation zone. But these teams who perennially fight for their life in the premier league. Like yeah. those teams are hard outs, man. I'm taking Burnley this weekend. I think they're just going to play too tough for Villa and, uh, and, and get the result. Yep. Chelsea Wolves. We already talked about Nobody cares. Uh, Crystal wins. Palace Watford. Nobody cares about that one. Watford is officially going down. Uh, Brighton Manchester United, I guess United still in the race for some, no, not really. They only have one game left after this one. They suck. Are they down that many? They only have one game? Uh, they got yeah. 36 games. There's only one more that they got left. Yeah, so they're out. Nobody cares. Yep. <laughs> Next. Uh, this one's actually a pretty big one. You got Liverpool, Tottenham. It's one of Liverpool's few uh, tough games left. And you know what? I think Antonio Conte is going to park the bus because this is a huge game for them as well. Uh, I think he's going to park the bus and he's going to ruin their chances of getting that quadruple. Uh, give me Spurs plus half a goal. You can find it at plus one seventy, and I'm going to take Spurs at a pick at plus four. Uh, excuse me, at plus three eighty as well. Um, this is tough because this is when Spurs can get Spursy and uh, pull something off here. Um, at Anfield, nah. Give me, give me. I'm taking Liverpool. I think they still have their eyes on this Premier League title as well. Um, Fuck. I, yeah, I, I can't. I can't get behind Tottenham. We got a big game, and we actually got a couple big games Sunday 9 a.m. Uh, you got Arsenal Leeds, big game. Arsenal still looking for that top four. Mm-hmm. Leeds looking to get the hell out of the relegation zone. 
I mean, listen, you have Arsenal that's a minus 220 money line favorite here. I don't trust Arsenal with a 10-foot pole at that price. I got a slight lean toward Leeds plus half a goal. Just hope for the best. Yeah. (laughs) So it's funny you say that because, I mean, we've been talking about Leeds and how bad they've shit the bed um, after starting off as one of our favorite teams to watch because they were just gung-ho. Yeah, they're bad, man. And even as bad as Arsenal is, like, I don't see them screwing this one up. Basically, you're Arsenal. not betting on Leeds. I'm not betting on Leeds here. I'm betting on Arsenal being Against, Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and, like, that's what fair. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, full disclosure, I'm not betting this game. But if I did, I'd, I'd take Arsenal here. All right. We got one more big game here. It's Leicester, Everton. Everton just continue to shit the bed. Uh, they got a big win against Chelsea, one that they desperately needed. Um I, I'm and shout out to that pick. goalkeeper, man. He he won that game for him. I one of my favorite goalies in the world. That's why I love England so much when it comes to international play. The dude's a monster. Um, I'm taking Everton at a pick here at plus 120. I don't think they lose. I'm not sure if they win. Plus 120. I, I'm happy to take that. Yeah, I, I can't I can't disagree with you because I just don't think Lester has anything to play for. I don't think they care. Yep. And Again, like, and I love Frank Lampard, man. I want to see him stay up. So, uh, City Newcastle's the last game. I I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I figured you don't. Go Saudis. Fire Pep. Go Fuck Saudis. Him. Go Saudis. Get Pep out of here. I don't care. I hope Chelsea win the title. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> I think we're mathematically eliminated. Nope, it's gonna happen. That's what I'm going for. I couldn't fucking care less anymore. I hate this team. I hate this team. I hate what they've done to me. I hate Pep Guardiola. He gave me hope when you came in. Um, I I miss Roberto Mancini with all of my heart. Uh, Mancini, if you happen to watch this, no, I love you. No, I miss you. No, I think that you are the most well-dressed manager in the entire world. Uh, No, take you back to heart. We we gush for his his clothing. He really is. He's He's a fucking snub muffin. He's he's Pat Riley of soccer yeah he is he is and people that think so. like pep's a handsome looking dude no nah, no nah, he's just a bozo he he's uh, like he's he, when he talks he kind of reminds me of Kyrie. like when you hear him talk about soccer like he kind of reminds me of Kyrie irving somebody that just thinks that everybody else in the world is dumb and he's got it cracked like, he's this brilliant fucking – like, when Kyrie says this stupid shit of, oh, we should focus on the good times we had in Boston, and then I hear Pep Guardiola, well, I've won. I've won Premier League titles. Yeah. No, I need I, these people out of my life. Well, yeah, that's a really good take. I, I like that. I like that right. shit there. I get nice. on you for your shitty takes. I, I got to give you credit when you got a good one. That's a good one. You've had Great. some good takes on the show today. I have. This is what happens when I have no energy and dead inside. <laughs> you got anything else? No, nah, I'm done. I'm surprised well, I got through 35 minutes. I will tell you this. Um, we need to talk about what else is going on today. Uh, Blackjack and I will be doing a Kentucky Derby special uh, for America's Best Racing. I think we'll probably be able to follow that through at BTV Bets as well. Uh, make sure you catch that for our full card breakdown with Gino. Um, it's going to be wild. 
big day, Kentucky Derby and horse racing. Um, you've got the UFC show later on. We got a UFC pay per view Saturday night. So, uh, uh, you, Kyle, and Eric will be breaking down that card for us, giving us all kinds of winners. Um, look forward to more UFC content coming, guys. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have some announcements. We're gonna have a lot of more content coming on uh, as these other seasons dwindle down. We're gonna pick up some other stuff. Um, I know some uh, NASCAR and F1 people have been clamoring for a show, so they're gonna get that too, uh, starting in a couple weeks. So, yeah, man, lots of stuff going on. What else? We what else? I feel like we're missing something else Saturday too. Are we missing something else? Kentucky Derby NBA's on. We're gonna have the NBA show. Uh, that'll be on at noon. Yep. There you we go. Have, Thank uh, you. I knew I was missing something. The NBA yeah. show. Um, and then Sunday we've got the backdoor cover, man. You know what? Just do yourselves a favor. Turn on the notifications for BTV bets because, like, we can't even keep track. You can't keep track yeah. of this. I, do, I mean, Just turn on notifications. as director of programming, I'm struggling even trying to remember how many shows we have on. Like, I, I mean, every day it's just it's growing. We're growing like gremlins. We've we've been fed after midnight, and this is what happens. We you just sprout out seventy million shows. Um, all of them are awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> So that's Love it, guys. It. We've this got was, a few more weeks. This was your first talking. show, baby. By okay. the way, I will tell you this too, real quick, before we get into how awesome this show is, and it was the first ever longest running show on BTV because it's been awesome and it's because of us. Um, yeah, I was doing this show before I even worked for BTV. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, that. Um, <laughs> Gino and I interviewed a jockey for next week's Riders Up uh, little preview. It's Romero Mirage. Young young kid in Florida, really talented rider, phenomenal human being. Never talked to this guy. This kid was awesome. Love it. He shows up on the show in a PSG shirt, so I immediately go in on him over that. But let me just tell you, this kid knows his soccer, and I talked to him yesterday. He may be coming on and uh, talking a little World Cup with us at some point. I mean, so uh, he's uh, he's good. And he's fun. So, buddy, we've only got a few more weeks left in the season. Oh, darn. That's okay. But then we do have some off-season stuff, guys, we're preparing for you. Um, oh, yeah. One of the ideas we're we're working with right now is we're going to spend um, some episodes. It won't be one episode where we break down all the teams. We'll probably have to break it down into a few episodes where we basically tell you how we're going to fix your club and how to make them champions. So um, that should be entertaining. Yeah. Some of these teams, we're going to try to keep them up. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you how to make them champions. Now, it might be like, uh, I don't know, find a billion dollars in the desert somewhere and buy the world's best, but, you know, we'll figure it out. I'm sorry, guys. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Some of you have no hope. Don't don't get too excited. Yeah, you really don't have hope, but we'll try to make it. Uh, All right, now that we've insulted people, we're out of here. All right, see you guys next week.